Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the channel. If you are listening to the podcast, please know there is a video I will link to down below that is the same content but in video format. And if you are watching the video and you would prefer the podcast, the podcast is available on 10 platforms. A link for that down below. And uh, we're going to be talking today about how to connect with your guides, your spirit guides. I'm going to talk a little bit about my own experience with my guides and we're also going to talk about just how to connect with them, ways to connect, and um, I guess really just my experience in general, because, sorry, I think I have a lipstick on my face. Nope, we're good. Um, because this was actually a topic that was requested by all of you beautifuls quite a while ago, and I just never addressed it. So I have some minimal notes for this episode, but most of it, again, is just going to be freeform as we have done in the past. And uh, I kind of like keeping the podcast that way because I feel like, I mean, the podcast is called Authentic and Unapologetic, so it's extremely authentic because most of the episodes I do not script. So... Uh, the first thing I want to address with this is talking about your spirit guides. I think some people think that they only have like one guide and we actually, everyone as individuals has a spirit team. Uh, this can be made up of ancestors, loved ones who have passed in this life as well. Uh, spirit animals also, like you could even have like actual animal guides. That's true. Um, archangels. And I also do believe in like the otherworldly, like I do believe that you can have like dragons as protectors and like unicorns. Like, I don't think that those things are just made up nonsense. I think that we have things like that around us, either, either in other dimensions or, um, that walk among us, you know, et cetera. So, um, I wanted to clear that up. First of all, that we do as individuals all have teams. It's not just like one guide per one person. And I do believe that we each do have guides that are specific to us. Like there are certain guides that we have that are just for us. But I also believe like, for instance, I have a sister that passed away in 2017. And I do believe that she hangs out and watches out for me. She is one of my guides. But I also think that she can be a guide for or my other siblings or my mother or my father. So I do believe that sometimes our guides, if they are ancestral, they can have multiples that they look over. So um, yes, you have an entire team. It's not just one. And the next thing I wanted to talk about is if you are in a very like religious based faith, that is a thousand percent. Okay. If it makes you the best version of you that you can be, then you are doing it right. Uh, but the thing I want to say is you don't need to be afraid of like looking into spirit guides or new age spirituality or light work or anything that is different from what you have been taught, because that is actually a very common question. Like, oh, I'm Christian. Is it okay for me to look at these things? And here's what I want to tell you. It is all the same. <laughs> um, 
it's basically we are all connected to source. We are all connected to this similar divine energy. We all just choose to explain it and describe it differently. And that really is how I feel about God, the universe, um, spirit guides, whatever you want to call it, even in terms of divination tools. When we talk about like tarot, what makes tarot different versus like, let's take the Bible, for instance, maybe you want an answer. And so you hold out your Bible and you say, please give me an answer to this question. And you flip open your Bible. And the first scripture you see has an answer for you. I don't know how many of you have ever actually done that. I used to do that a lot when I was really religious. And it really did work. That is another form of divination. It's the same. So we all do very similar things with different tools in different ways, but it is all connected to the same divine source. So you don't need to be afraid if you are from a like heavily Christian based faith or Catholic or whatever that like this is going to interfere because it's all the same. Um, just some just some ideology for you just some knowledge. Uh, <laughs> now, I guess what I really wanted to talk about first is some of my own experiences with my guides. Now, I grew up extremely Mormon and so Mormon it hurt. <laughs> uh, extremely Mormon. I am definitely what I, what I consider to be an ex-Mormon at this point. I talk about it all the time because it was a huge part of my upbringing and I honestly believe a huge part in really me changing my lifestyle for the better. So I feel like I can't really talk about that without talking about that at the same time. So, um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when these first two instances that I'm going to talk to you about, there's three stories I want to tell the first two I specifically prayed to God and I do believe there is a power outside of me. I believe it is my guides personally. Um, if you believe that is God, that is so okay. I don't want to make anyone feel like I'm trying to tell you what to believe or what to do, because that is something I just don't believe in anyways. But for me, I personally believe those spiritual experiences were real. I just don't believe that they were necessarily mandated by God. They were more my own spirit slash my guides around me. Oh my gosh. And my birthday is on the clock. Sorry. Side note, because I brought it up. Uh, if you watch, if you listen to the Twin Flames podcast, this is the eighth side story. Uh, but when you see your birthday on the clock, mine is May 14th. It's 514 right now when I'm recording this uh, in the evening. I'm not that crazy. I'm not an AM riser. But uh, when you see your birthday on the clock, that is a direct expression of your own individuality. So when you see that, like whatever you're saying or doing is in direct expression of your own individuality. So that's really beautiful that this is the topic I'm discussing. And then like, there's my birthday. It's funny. So, um, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there that, um, I would, I don't deny any of the experiences that I had when I was heavily into an organized religion. I just see it differently now with the knowledge and tools that I've obtained, uh, but nothing wrong either way. So, uh, the first story I really want to talk about is I was 18 years old. I'm 29 now. I was 18 years old and I was going to be moving away to college. I was going to move here, which I reside currently in the state of Utah. It made sense for me to move here because I was Mormon at the time. And uh, I was going to be moving here for college from California. 
And nobody in my family had ever really done this. Like I had one sibling that moved up here on her own, but I don't even know if it was for college or for work. I don't, I'd have to ask her myself, but nobody in my family had like moved away. I don't believe to stay in a dorm, go to college, that kind of jazz. And so this was kind of a big deal. And it was something that I hadn't planned on after high school. Like I thought I was going to go to community college and then kind of figure it out, which I did go to a little bit of community college. But what happened was I also had a boyfriend at the time that I was very seriously with. And this boyfriend actually is my now husband. I think I wonder sometimes if people thought we would split up. Like we never really said what we were going to do. It was just like assumed we would be long distance. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But obviously it worked. We've been together for 12 years. Um, but I was really nervous about making this decision. And I remember I was parked in a target parking lot waiting to go into the store. And I was just feeling really stressed out about this decision. And I remember praying and I just, I was like, you know, spirit, God, can you please just give me a sign if this is what I'm supposed to do? I really don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm scared. I, I have a life here. You know, my family's here. My boyfriend's here. Um, and if you listen to my episode on relationships, I've told you that I have like so much cancer in my chart that my natal chart that I'm like a diehard romantic, like every person I've dated, I've always thought I was going to marry. So, uh, but I remember asking for a sign. And if you're not American, I do kind of have to explain this a little bit because it won't make sense otherwise. Um, currency in America, we have quarters and a lot of those quarters have state recognition on them. Like we have, I believe all 50 states, 50 states. Yeah. Chloe, Chloe failed geography. Okay. Don't, don't come for me. Um, but all of the 50 states have a quarter that resembles the state. And in this, basically, I opened my car door after saying this prayer and a quarter fell out of my car. Now, mind you, I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. Like there was no reason a quarter would have been in my possession. And like, I didn't, I genuinely like never had loose change or anything on me. And I opened the car door and a quarter fell out. And when I picked it up, I cannot believe this still. I'm like, wow, I picked it up and it was a Utah state quarter. So like that was my confirmation. I don't believe in coincidences. I never have. And that to me was my confirmation of like, no, you're supposed to go to Utah. Like it was a direct sign. Like that happened literally not even seconds after I like asked for a sign. So first confirmation, bam. Um, the second time or the second story is a little bit longer. I'm going to try. This is actually my second time recording this because the first time I ran on for way too long and I was like, girl, you need to condense this story. It's too much for you, honey. But basically the second time that I feel like my guides really showed me how powerful they are is I was living out here in Utah. I was newly married and me and my husband were not in a great financial situation. He was unemployed. I was unemployed. I had like recently started my YouTube career that had not really taken off yet. And I remember we were basically getting like, oh, sorry, car. We were basically getting like verbally evicted. Um, 
they could have taken it to court and all this, that, and the other thing, but we didn't want that. We didn't want an eviction on our record. And so we were not the people that were just going to like stay and force them to wait like 90 days or whatever it is before they force you out. Because if you know anything about having an eviction on your record, like it's no bueno, you don't want that on your record. And we already had terrible credit. So a <laughs> um, lot of choices as young adults that we made that were bad. So um we were basically being verbally evicted. Our landlord, and I don't blame him, like he basically told us like, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I have to pay the mortgage on the house that you rent. Oh, hi, Calcifer. Um, and I have to pay the mortgage on my own home. Like I can't afford to pay two mortgages. I require that money to sustain. And we lived in like the basement of a house that had like its own kitchen, its own everything. And then we had neighbors that lived upstairs that had their own kitchen and everything at the top part of the house. And basically our landlord was gone for like six weeks or something. He was like in Turkey with his family or something. And so he left our upstairs neighbors in charge of like, I think they worked for him too, but he left them in charge of like managing, getting our rent and stuff like that. And when I tell you, I'm going to like throw some shade for a second. I feel like I am that shady hoe sometimes. <sighs> I still as like evolved and like as much as I have like woken up, I have yet to forgive these people. <laughs> and I know that that sucks and you probably don't want to hear that, but I feel like it's also again, authentic and unapologetic. I still to this day have not forgiven these people and it has been years because like, you know, that feeling when you're so low and you don't think you can get any fucking lower in how you're feeling. And then all of a sudden a trap door opens and you fall like 10 more floors into the earth. That's basically my experience with these people. Like, I don't think they understood. And I guess I could sit here and kind of make excuses and be like, maybe they just didn't know how bad it was. But Basically, my husband and I, we had no gas in our car, like no gas. Like we were on empty and we had already driven 30 miles on empty. Like that car shouldn't have even been running. Um, no gas. Actually, my husband did have a job, but he had just started. So we didn't have any money. <laughs> um, we had no money to eat. We were living off of just like rice, like literally like we were like cooking rice every day, every meal. That was all we had was rice. Um we had no gas, couldn't pay rent, couldn't afford to eat. It was like the worst I think I've ever lived in my life. Like I genuinely didn't know how we were going to pull ourselves out of this. We had no savings. Our credit was terrible. We were behind on rent like two and a half months. I had technically asked my mother for help and she told me to figure it out. So that sucked. Um, I probably still need to forgive her for that one too. Um, I mean, it's not her responsibility to take care of me, but I don't know. Like, I feel like that was during a time in my life where I definitely still treated my parents like they could save me when I definitely, as an adult, I've kind of had to learn to reparent myself in a lot of instances. And I don't really want to go too far into that. Um, I don't know why we didn't ask Andrew's parents for help. I think because he had had a bad experience with his dad over some money. And so we just didn't think to ask any of them. And I think we just literally thought there was no hope. Like we didn't know what we were going to do. And these upstairs neighbors, I think they honestly just thought 
Like, and I really don't know. This is all assumption. But I think they honestly just thought that we just, like, had money and were spending it and just, like, weren't paying our rent. When, in reality, we did have a lot of gifts from our wedding get sent to us because we had just gotten married. And my husband and I didn't pay for that wedding. Like, my parents paid for the wedding. And I think the only thing Andrew and I paid for was, like, haircuts before we got married. Like, his parents paid for his suit. My parents paid for my wedding dress. Like, it was very, like, we didn't have to take care of anything on that wedding. We were extremely blessed, extremely fortunate. And it had been, like, a thing that was planned for, like, 11 months prior. So I don't know if they just thought, like, we had money, but we weren't giving it up for rent. But, like, they were just so rude to us. They just treated us like crap. They treated us like we weren't allowed to be there, I guess. And they would like want to show the property off when they found out we were moving out because our landlord gave us a timeline. When they found out we were moving out, they would just, they had like a key to our part of the house because laundry was also in the basement. So if you wanted to do laundry, you had to come down to the basement to our part of the house and they would just like use their key. Like, Ugh, I think that's why I have so much trauma around when like people knock on my door when they're unexpected. I don't like unexpected people. It makes me so uncomfortable. Um, I think that's part of it is they would just like knock once and then start using their key. Like, and so they would go to like show the house off when we didn't have time to clean it or make it like nice. So there was just a lot of like miscommunication. Andrew, my husband and I were like 22 at the time. Um, I don't really feel like we had great heads on our shoulders at the time. And I don't know. They probably have a lot of stories they could tell about us, too, that makes them mad. I don't really know. But there was just bad blood between us. And they were not nice to us. And anytime I tried to be funny or make lighthearted suggestions, I was just, like, shot down. Like, I would cry myself to sleep every night because of them. That's not even a lie. I'm an empath and I'm highly sensitive. And, like, literally for weeks, I would cry myself to sleep every night. Um, because I was broke, hungry, and being treated like shit. So I've told you how bad it is. Let's actually get to the important part of the story. Um, so I took my husband to work on one fine day when we were super almost out of gas. I didn't know if I was going to make it home. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if this car just stops. Like, I'm screwed. Thankfully, he worked relatively close to home. And so I was driving home. And I remember I pulled the car over and it's funny because we actually live on that street now. The street that I pulled over on, I can see that area from my current house. And it's been such a wild ride. It's not even the house that we ended up living in at the time either, which is also crazy. I can also see my original house from this house, which is, it's weird. I've lived in like the same area for the last like 10 years, actually more like eight, seven or eight years. Anyways, um... I pulled over and I just started sobbing and I was like, spirit, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm so miserable. I'm hurting. I can't eat. I can't, I have no idea how we're going to find an apartment. Our landlord had given us basically said like, you need to be out in two weeks or you need to come up with the money. We at the time didn't really know about law of attraction. So we didn't think we could manifest the money, which is really unfortunate, but I think we actually ended up in a better situation anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but like, he was like, you, you have to be out or you have to come up with money. Anyways, 
I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. We we're running out of time. We were down to like, I swear the like last week that we had before we needed to be out. And I mean, honestly, he probably could have taken legal action and it would have taken a lot longer. And we didn't, we were baby children, me and my husband, we didn't understand all of that. And so we didn't, we honestly like thought we were literally going to be like forcibly removed if we didn't leave. So um, I stopped and I, I basically prayed like to my guides and I shit you not. I looked up from the car and right across the street on this house's property, the one, the house that I'm in right now on this house's property, there was a sign that said for rent with a phone number. And I was like, oh my God, might as well try it. I mean, my hopes were not very high. I was like, I don't know why. I don't know. Like this place, it looks nice. It's really like, literally it's across the street from where I lived at the time. And so I called the number, still had cell service, thank God. And I called the phone, the number and this kind old man answered the phone and he was like, oh yeah, like the property that that sign is on isn't for rent right now, but my other property a couple streets over is. So if you want to come take a look at it, I have time right now, you can come by. And I was like, okay, praying to the almighty that the car will make it there. It does. I probably have mascara on my face. I'm wearing like a baggy ass sweatshirt and sweatpants. My hair's up. Like I was looking a fool, but I go... And not even 10 minutes, mind you, this landlord has a stack this thick of churned in applications from other people that want to live in this unit and not even 10 minutes go by. And he says, the apartment's yours. Like does, doesn't ask me to fill it out in an application. Doesn't ask me for my license. Doesn't want a background check. Doesn't he even says, don't worry about the deposit or rent, you can bring that to me when you have it. Don't worry about it. Like, I didn't even tell him the money situation we were in. I didn't tell him anything. He just knew. Intuition. I don't know. And I literally walked out of that apartment 15 minutes later with a set of keys. <laughs> I'm going to, like, cry just talking about it because it was so... Like, what are the odds? What landlord do you know that is like, oh, yeah, no worries. Just give me rent when you have it. Don't worry about it. What? So we got extremely fortunate. And I remember calling my husband after like 10 minutes later when I got out of there and I was crying and I was like, oh, my God, Andrew, I have keys. We have an apartment. We can move. Blah, 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 blah. We moved out like that weekend. We moved out before we even were supposed to from the other apartment, which was amazing. And ugh, those upstairs people were so rude to us during the process, though, like wanted us out sooner than later, wanted us to come and like collect everything sooner. Like they just... We technically had claim on that property, verbal agreement with our landlord at the time until like the fifth of that following month. And they like the second they got wind that we had moved, they like wanted us out that day. And it wasn't really up to them. And we refused to listen to them. We only listened to our actual landlord. And like I said, there's some bad blood. And through my sleuthing skills, I know that they still live in this area. They actually live on this same street that we live on just like farther down and they rent a part of their property. And I was like, ew, I would never want to be like under them and have them be my landlords. Um, 
like I said, I think it was a lot of just misunderstanding, but mm, I still have anger inside of me about that because it really hurt. But so that was really crazy. My guides totally had my back on that one. The last story I want to tell is a little bit more silly. <laughs> Six to eight months ago or so, we were in a really tight bind with our like grocery budgets and we had run out of stevia and I was really trying to make a conscious effort. This is so silly. Uh, I was really trying to make a conscious effort to not consume sugar in my coffee anymore. I was like, no, like, and I'm all, I'm at the point where I'm like considering mo moving to like monk fruit because I've heard that stevia isn't as great as we all thought it was either. But then it's like, what's next? I don't know. So I'd been using stevia and I feel like now I'm at a point where I can have coffee with sugar in it and I can still go back to my stevia and it's not weird, but it took me a long time to get accustomed to using stevia and being cool with it. So I was afraid that I would like slip up on that, I guess. And it's something that like I actively try not to consume like refined sugar if I can avoid it for the most part. Not always like I'll have Oreos here and there, you know, but I try for the most part not to just consume sugar like every day in my coffee, things like that. So we had run out of Stevia and I had just watched the Gem Goddesses video. I will put the link to this video down below no matter where you're listening or watching. And she had a video where she talked about how to meet your spirit guides and like what to do. And basically I recommend watching this video because it was so thorough and so amazing, but basically she talks about how you can ask them for a gift, like ask them for a gift and tell them like without a shadow of a doubt, I need to know that this is from you. And so basically you can ask for something specific or you can ask like just for whatever. And I specifically said, I was like, I really like just randomly, I was like, well, I'm out of stevia. Like that would be kind of crazy if just like stevia showed up, you know, and especially the kind that I like, which is stevia in the raw, because <laughs> I feel like it's very specific. But I was like, all right, my guides, if you're out there, can you bring me some stevia? And I shit you not, that night, I was expecting to have to wait like a few days. That night, my husband comes home and he's like, hey, somebody from work tried this and said they didn't like it. Um, here is this container of stevia. <laughs> so I don't believe in coincidences, like I said. So it just, I feel like that one was a little more silly, but I asked for something specific and it was totally delivered. Um, recently, I was testing this out again, actually, fourth bonus story. And I said that, like, they always, a lot of people teach, like, ask your spirit guides for coffee and see what happens because it's, like, very simple. It's a simple request. And so I asked for coffee. Um, this was maybe, like, two weeks ago. This was really recent. I guess I just wanted to test it again. I don't know. I was like, can I get some coffee? And my best friend that same day messaged me and she was like, hey, because she doesn't drink coffee. Um, she just doesn't do caffeine. And she was like, hey, can you or do you? She was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but it was a graduation present and I don't do caffeine. So I feel like it would go to waste and I would rather somebody that like drinks caffeine, like, and loves it religiously, I would rather somebody else have it. It was a $100 gift card to Starbucks. Girl. And it, so like, I feel like that, like, it's also like, 
like, excuse me? Uh, it wasn't just like a little coffee. It was like all the coffee. I got to drink a Starbucks for like a month straight on that. So I had all the cold brew, but just like crazy things like that have happened. And I'm sure I could think of other things that have happened in my life, but those are the ones that to me stick out the most. And like other funny things have happened. But like I said, one that was really recent, one that was kind of silly and two that were kind of a little more major, but those are kind of the experiences I've had with my guides. And I feel like the more experiences you have, the more belief that kind of gets instilled in you that they are there. Because I think that's kind of the biggest thing is you need to actually believe that there is a presence because if you don't believe like if basically it's like, if you don't believe there's magic in the air, then magic isn't going to be revealed to you. But if you go through life expecting magic and your guides and all this stuff, then like that's, what's going to be revealed to you. So I find that for me, if you are just starting out on this path and you want to know how to like connect with your guides ask for something specific. Or if you can't think of something specific or you're too afraid that like it's too much and it won't happen, um, ask for something simple. Ask for coffee. Ask for, you know, whatever it might, just a gift and tell them like without a shadow of a doubt, I have to know that it's from you. So basically that's something that the gem goddess taught me. I thought that was such a beautiful way of doing that. And two times now that I've done it, it has worked. <laughs> <laughs> very quickly too like within it's been like the same day turnaround um it's a lot about believing and letting go like I find the more that you kind of anchor yourself in that belief the more and more and more gets revealed to you and I guess my last really point on this and we can I feel like I would want to do a video on this in the future like do another episode where we actually go through like the specifics and we don't just talk as much about my experiences but the next the final thing I really want to leave you with is meditation is your best friend. When you are trying to connect with your guides and your spirit team, this is honestly how I read tarot cards for you guys. Ugh, I said guys, uh, I'm sorry. Please correct me when I say guys, if you ever hear me say that and I, I really don't want that in my vocabulary. Like it's very non-inclusive and I'm sorry, just, Please be patient with me as I continue to weed that out. It's something that I have literally said my entire life, but that doesn't mean that it needs to stay. So I'm sorry. <sighs> you all lovely witches. Um, but meditation is going to be your best friend for this. Meditation is how I read tarot for you. When I am about to channel a message through the pick a cards, which is how I do it. I don't just sit down and decide, oh, I'm going to read tarot today. I mean, that's part of it, but I sit and I converse with my guides and I tell them like, hey, if there's anybody else's guides that you want to like converse with for this to receive messages, like, please filter those back to me. Um, my guides are very heavily present in the things that I put out for you. And I feel like that's why like my readings speak for themselves, like I feel like the moment I started doing that, that was when my readings started to actually like gain traction. You can tell if you look at the readings that I've done, the ones that have a higher view count are all the ones that have been actually channeled. The ones that I've just kind of been like, yeah, I know how to read tarot. I know what I'm doing. And like, I can just do this. Those ones tend to not do as well. So I firmly believe that my spirit team stands behind me when I do those. And that's why I only do them once every couple 
weeks because I'm also tapping into my spirit team's energy. And even though I feel like they would give to me endlessly, I don't know, I guess maybe that's a limiting belief I have that maybe they don't want to con constantly just be feeding their energy to me. So I just take breaks and we do one every other week. Um, but I meditate with them before I read. And I feel like that's why those readings like do so well and why the messages are so impactful and why I like know what I'm talking about is because I have that divine influence with me and anybody can do that. Like I'm not, I, I know people I think want to believe that like spiritual people are like special, but we're not like, yeah, I definitely take time out of my day to cultivate these practices and to commune with my guides, but that's not something that you yourself can't do. So um, meditation is going to be your best friend in communicating with your guides and they will make themselves known to you. Like, trust me on that. There is, there has never been a time ever in my life that I can think of where I've called upon my spirit team and have not seen divine intervention and have not seen something happen. So just ask, believe, receive is really the truth of it. So um, again, if you want some more like specific tips, I would kind of like to do a follow-up episode to this. So just let me know. And I love you all so, 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 so much. Please be well. Contact your guides. Talk to them. They're good. They're great. They want to help you. Oh, that's sorry. One more thing. I don't want to stop. I don't want to leave without saying this. You, um, they will always help you. There is never something that is too big or too small. They are literally here to help you. So please always talk to them. Always ask them. They always want to help you. Don't ever feel like you shouldn't or like you're not good enough to do so. Like that's, uh-uh, no. They always want to hear from you. So that is all. I love you all so much. And I will talk to you again very soon. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week.